Welcome, welcome, welcome to Planning Phase Syndicate. Thank you all so much for joining us tonight. Episode 32. I've taken down so many clones over the years. Tonight, we're going to be talking about some of the new spoilers that aren't even supposed to be spoilers, but we get some Cad Bane news, and we're going to be talking about that, plus a few of the announced spoilers from AMG this week. We're going to talk about the Book of Boba Fett, some of our expectations, and we're going to finish up our rules discussion and how they might impact LVO. Because last week, I believe we went a little over time and we did not uh, get through all of the rules. With that being said, let me bring in my Christmas compadres. Welcome, Mr. JJ. Welcome, Mr. Charles. Oh, shit. Where'd Charles go? I don't... I didn't... I didn't know where he... I don't, JJ, do you know where Charles went? I think there was a bounty on him and he just got carbonite freezed. Oof. All right, Mr. Boba. Are you gracing our show tonight? He's no good to me, dead. <laughs> um, I would probably agree with that. I would agree with that. Charles is usually more beneficial when he's on the show. What type of entertainment do you have planned for us tonight? <laughs> you don't have I a think, response? I think he's uh, he's warmer than a Sarlacc pit in there. <laughs> Anyway, how's it going, guys? Uh, ho hopefully, you all had a good Christmas. It looks like Charles might have had too good of a Christmas, or maybe <laughs> his wife spent too much and Boba came to collect on the payment. We don't know. Maybe he maybe he owes Jabba. Does Charles? Oh, damn it! Does Charles owe Jabba? Uh, <laughs> how was your Christmas, JJ? It was great. It was fantastic. I had uh, it was super, super busy uh, leading up all the way into Christmas. But when the day came, it was a lot of fun. Had um, I actually the night before Christmas, I actually had a really good game of X-Wing over at my uh, at my family's place uh, facing off against a um, a Death Rain and Defender Vader list, um, which I barely got through. Um, and it was a lot of fun. I had a, I had a, a great time with my daughter. Um, this is like one of her like Christmases that she'll like actually remember um, like thoroughly because she got so many toys that she's just like all over the place. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun to um, to I eat really good food, have some coquito, uh, drink some Bustelo. And I'm saying that just to spite Charles and uh, <laughs> and have a really great time. So. Well, that's good. Uh, Boba Fett, you want to? It, it, do you have any information on how Charles is went? Place Captain well, Solo in the cargo hold. <laughs> okay. All right. From my understand, he uh, he took down two bound, uh, two Mandalorians uh, because he has their helmets and um, and possibly uh, you know some Mandalorian armor as well. So okay, I can't do it anymore. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a heat stroke. Oh, wait. So the big reveal for this upcoming episode on Wednesday, the 29th is Boba Fett is actually played by Charles Dillman. Yeah, secretly. And Charles has just gifted the show $1 million of his salary. So, <laughs> yeah, I wish. Oh, how was your how was your holiday season, sir? Oh, it was great. 
Um, I got obviously the Boba Fett helmet. Um, I was able to also, my wife was able to land a, a Death Watch helmet for me as well. Um, and then I got this cool thing, which is a Disney World or Disney exclusive Black Series Boba Fett figure, um, which was super cool. Um, and I got a beard straightener and some other cool stuff, but uh, made some prime rib, ate way too much beef, and uh, am enjoying Nickel City talking crap about the Giants because they're terrible anyway. I would, I yeah. would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, when have the Giants been good? When was the last time they were good? 2011. Chris, we can't talk. We can't talk. Uh, we can because I hate football to get all together. So it doesn't oh, matter. I enough. talk shit about every team. I'm a Lions fan. I have no room to talk. Yeah, that's fine. I hate the Lions. Snatching defeat from the jaws of victory for 39 years and counting. Yep. Um. Anyway, so let's talk a little bit about the Book of Boba Fett before we get going. And I only say that because I am very excited. Um, I have probably watched every one of those trailers at least a couple of times. I had yep. thought about putting them all together and making one longer trailer with maybe some like commentary in between just for shits and giggles. But I didn't find the time this weekend. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really hyped for a book of Boba Fett. Uh, just seeing those trailers and stuff. Although Disney has been notorious as of late of adding like fake scenes, um, like scenes that actually don't show up in the show. So I'm like, kind of like hoping, like holding my breath for like to see like what actually makes it onto the show. Um, but it's it looks like it's going to be great. I mean, we're going to see so much of the Scum and Family side of Star Wars that we really haven't seen much of. Um, I'm I'm wondering if they will dive deeper into Janata's security, uh, which in the Battlefront Two series they um, they end up helping the First Order, um, like uh, like hunt down, like set up planets to like fall to the First Order and stuff. And they actually ran a lot of Clone War ships, like Arc One Seventies and stuff. So um, it'll be really interesting to see if they like dive into that part as well um, as like other syndicates. So. Fair enough. And Nickel City is saying there's a 150 youth fight and at, at, at a mall. I don't even know what mall you're at. So I don't even know where where is Nickel City from? Is he from New York too? Yeah, he's from Buffalo. Oh, okay. It's probably a riot over the loss of, you know, the, the Patriots to the Bills. That's why. Uh, good Lord. It's so re we're not gonna get into that. Now I'm gonna get political <laughs> and this is not a political show. I just I don't understand why people have to riot over sports games. Just don't get it. Let it's me direct you to the last AMG stream. Anyway. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. That's 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 pretty fair. I'll give you that one. He's not um, wrong, folks. All right. <clears throat> so on my side, like I'm just so excited that it's not even funny. Like what I hope we see is a lot more um like some of the characters from the comics coming into this uh, from that time period that we don't care about. Like, that's kind of what I want to see, what I'm hoping to see, um, because it would be really nice to get uh, a lot of new characters that they could spin off into other shows um, and different things like that. And, like, we've had this Boba Fett-specific show and we've had a Mandalorian-specific show. My next question is, is what happens to bounty hunters, like, after, you know, the Rebellion wins, right? Like, 
the, I, we know kind of a little bit, but to me, you know, they, they have a whole arc of books that I haven't gotten through all of the ABC squadron yet, but I've read some of the other books for after the rebellion and kind of the cleanup um, before we get to the, the newest set of movies. And the question becomes is where do body hunters fit in? And to me, like that would be a really great show. Like I, it would be a way for Disney to be able to uh, push the series. So we don't have to stay in the same bloody time period all the time. Um, and it, it, I don't know. For me, it would be really nice to get some new characters so that in five years we'll see something, you know. I think the yeah, hard absolutely. part that you that you have there is it brings in a, a level of realism uh, into Star Wars that they don't necessarily want to have. Uh, and what I mean by that is like, and, and forgive me, I'm not trying to be political, but the Empire had kind of Nazi-ish undertones in the absolutism of their rule and what they wanted to accomplish. And so post-Empire, obviously, you have the ability to hire bounty hunters to hunt down uh, the rem the remnants of the Empire. But, but in addition to that, you have to acknowledge it. It's kind of like pirates in the Renaissance era and, you know, pre-America uh, pre when pirates were bad and nobody wanted to acknowledge that pirates were a thing. Um, but secretly, you know, royal houses were hiring pirates to take out other royal houses and that sort of thing. Um, so the, the dangerous thing about having bounty hunter centric shows um, is just that you run the risk of it becoming like a, like a game of Thrones type thing where they're being hired by the various houses of the different planets uh, to overthrow smaller political systems. So wouldn't that be good? That wouldn't that be awesome though? Wouldn't like would you not want a Game of Thrones esque Star Wars show? No, people died too much in Game of Thrones. I don't want them to start just willy nilly killing off Star Wars characters because <laughs> they feel like, oh look, that's yeah. Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I thought that the directors for Game of Thrones were actually hired to do a High Republic like movie series, weren't they? Yeah, but that uh, yeah. the High Republic is is way before what we yeah, would consider yeah. to be the modern timeline. So I don't, again, I, I like the idea and I, I really enjoy the, the idea of Boba Fett being kind of, or the book of Boba Fett from what I've understood, um, being more along the lines of a, a, a Godfather esque style show, um, yeah. or more like a, you know, like a mobster style show, which I'm cool with. And it's neat to see the underbelly. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Star Wars has always been, up until Mandalorian, kind of the the happy shiny, and with Disney grabbing it, they want it to try and stay as happy shiny as they can. And I think that Mandalorian probably added a splatter of grime to it a little more than they wanted. Um, hence the addition of the child to make it more happy shiny and marketable. Um, but we'll see what happens. I um I was gonna say I do hope that we do get to see a little bit of um Crimson Dawn and what happened to it post uh the death of Maul. Um and hopefully oh sorry, spoilers if nobody's seen like anything for like Star Wars Rebels. Um and hope to see like what happened, like you know, if Kira's still alive, is she the one running the show now uh, for Crimson Dawn and like what's become of that particular syndicate, you know. <clears throat> Uh, we know they didn't join our pit, so That's you true. could be a Crimson Dawn if you want to join our Patreon. Are you, are you a Crimson Dawn spy, JJ? That's why you were late to joining the podcast. Uh, I think I was the late one, not him. I, I, well, I can never... in general, not just today. 
Oh, I, I cannot confirm nor deny that fact. Hmm. Well, maybe Boba Hutt will come back and put a bounty on you. That Boba Hutt. Fun. Is that because he's taking Boba Hutt? Is that because he's taking over Tatooine from Jabba? So he's <laughs> yeah, just going to yes. become a hut in the meantime. Yes, yes, my friend. Yes. If anyone out there is doing like fan art or has at least better artistic talent than I do, if I can get a hut in Mandalorian armor, I think that'd be amazing. Um, you could have somebody take some of the huts from the Legion and have them pair some of that equipment together. It might work. I just want it in doing. art so I can have an oh. alt art Boba Fett pilot card and we'll just do Boba oh. Hut. <laughs> hey, hey, you know who you need to talk to? You need to talk to Corey. Fair so enough. After, after this, post in the Discord and hit Corey up. Corey will, Corey will get one for you, actually. He'll do that good. for you for free. Sounds good. Um. All right, so let's let's get on to some news. So there's uh, actually a little bit of exciting news um, that was tweeted out uh, last week. AMG is asking if anybody got invites to 2020 Worlds, and they put a Microsoft Office forum together. A uh, forum, damn it, form. They put a form together so that you can uh, send in your information. I didn't click it because I don't have an invite, but um, I'll have the link in the description of the show on YouTube and on Podbean. So I don't know. To me, just this this is very. I don't know. I don't know what you guys think, but I got a little bit excited when I saw this um, because maybe that Omicron virus will die off here in a couple of months and we'll be back to in-person uh, worlds next year, which uh, sucks for my pocketbook, but sounds really amazing to be able to meet people. And it kind of, to me, sounds like it might be a one-week event for me. I will just go out and say this. The only, the only bad thing I have to say is who in the crap uses Microsoft Documents? Uh, I do. <laughs> we yeah, right. if there's a form that no one has the program to use, let's send it to everybody. You don't need the program to use it. Watch here. I'll I'll click it. I'll click, I'll make you feel. I'll I'll make you feel better. I doubt it. I'll be honest. I hate Google. Google sucks, and their forums are actually worse than the Microsoft ones. And I've had to use both. Yeah, here you go. Fair. You don't even need to have Office to have it. It's all online. I this this hurts a little for me because I I was actually this 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 close to getting my invite um, back in 2019, um, but I got uh, I got defeated by Andrew Cox in the final uh, here oh, at the that guy. That guy. He, it was a hell of a match. I, I gotta I gotta say he is a great player. Um, and oh, it no, went down do to the that. final. Don't do. Don't be nice Yo, to him. It went don't down to the do lice. It went down to the last turn uh, of the game, and uh, it was well played. So that guy. <laughs> All right. So okay. So let's go. Let's go to the spoilers. I, I. I just to me, like I said, I was a little excited by this, so I kind of wanted to bring it up. Um, I don't have an invite, so to me, it's a little inconsequential. Um, I was not even playing the game back then, so. But for those of you yeah. who have them, it's exciting to me. To me. All right. So uh, we'll let Charles take the first one because we know Charles is all over the board with this specific. Upgrade. That's right. Because it's a scum Ahsoka Tano. So after you fully execute a maneuver, you may spend a force. 
uh, to choose one friendly ship in your rear arc uh, at range one, two. If you do, that ship may perform a red stress action uh, or a red uh, focus action even while stressed. Um, I'm going to find a ship that she fits into that I can pair with Fenrau uh, just so that I can move her first, give Fenrau the red focus action, uh, and then link... Uh, link boost into well no because you can only do the focus action once but give friend uh the opportunity to uh to double mod for a shot on the same turn without having any prep work yeah Maybe if they I give us if they give strong. us the uh if they give us the crew slot back on boba there's a fourth <laughs> user that could be working on boba oh, wouldn't it be so much better have this than um <clears throat> than maul no. I, I i think I like no, this better than Maul, personally. I don't. Why? Because Maul replenishes on damage. So if you take one damage, you get the force back on Maul. Ahsoka is a one-time use yeah. only. And then you got to wait till next turn for it to come back. With Maul, you can continuously have that force as long as you're taking at least one damage. Yeah, I got to agree with, with you there. I think Boba, or uh, not Boba, sorry. Maul has, um, has a, a higher ceiling for use um, just because you can end up with two, um, two force, uh, essentially, spending. Now, in terms of um, comparing this with the Ahsoka Gunner over on the Republic, um, I think this one is better because the other one requires you to have your ship in the firing arc, whereas this one is just the complete rear half of the ship. Um, do you think this would still be about 12 points like compared to the Gunner cost? I don't. I think 12 points might be a little bit much. Um, just because all she does is give one friendly ship the ability to take a red focus action. How much is, um... Maul's 10. Han Gunner. <clears throat> 9. And Perceptive Copilot. 8. So, other, other things that allow you to take a red focus action, um, are 9 and 8. Well the the yeah uh, perceptive yeah yeah perceptive is not a red but you still get double up um i'd feel comfortable putting this at the eight or nine um just because that forces a ship to be behind whatever the ahsoka carrier is uh in order to get the the red and it's a force expenditure so it, it gets rid of your force um so it's very situational uh depending on how everything goes um so i'd feel comfortable putting this at like the I'd say between seven and nine points just because of the the crew slot. There's not a whole lot that Scum has that can do with it. Now on the Republic side, I would I would probably put her up with the gunner. Um, I don't know if they would do variable costs for this card depending on faction. Um, but if they do, she is far more useful and far more deadly in the Republic faction than she is in the Scum faction. My just my opinion, of course. Yeah, I think that if I was running this, I would do this on a double fire spray list for for um, for scum. Um, I'm particularly looking at Iman and Boba because you can move first with Iman, and since you want to have people in your rear arc anyway, you know, just to start dropping bombs, um, I think this pairs very very well with Iman. Um, and yeah, I would run that. So yeah, I I, I <clears throat> I'm gonna have to go with this has got to be over 10 points the lowest i would accept is 10 points on this so 
And and I guess I could see the point about ball because you get your force back, but you also are taking a stress too. So I, I don't know. There there is a downside to that. Um I guess I'll be honest, I don't think I've ever used Maul where I've taken the stress to get the force back. But maybe that's just me. But this this Ahsoka crew has to be at least ten points. Like we can't we, we should not price force users just for the pure force points at seven points. That would be crazy. That'd be crazy cheap. Oh it'd be like Zam all over again. Zam crew, four points. Don't worry, guys. Hey, you can use it on every damn ship. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. And you could use this with patience. Yep. There you go. Yeah. I don't know. I do like the card. I'm excited to see it as a crew, though. I think it would look work good on Kath because Kath is designed to be flown with uh, the generic swarms. Um, just because she plays well with the non-limited ships at range zero of the defender. As long as she can keep those in her rear arc, then she's able to give focuses um, to allow the, uh, you know, to, to get the additional bonuses from the non-limited ships. So, All right, let's move on. Next one, JJ. All right, next one here. Uh, we got Bo-Katan, uh, which is a crew for both Republic or Separatists. And it reads, after you perform an attack, if you are at range zero one of the Defender, you may re-roll one attack dice. Or one attack die, rather. Um, interesting that this card is coming out. I'm pretty sure that this <clears throat> card was probably made after, or before, I should say, the AMG um, was planning to do like all the rules changes for Ranger, which we'll go into later on. Um, but I think this is going to be a solid, solid card. Um, even before like all the rules changes that are coming for Ranger attacks, I'd say that this is easily like a six point upgrade because you're, you're, you're basically getting like a predator reroll without having to have them in their bullseye. And, uh, yeah, the, a soft mod is always, always good. Yeah, I really like this card. Um, and as you know, being able to run crew, I it, this this putting being able to put this on, um, but ba- well, yeah, if you put it on Bosk, <clears throat> then um, it, it would be good on Bosk. It's going to be good on it. Really, it's going to be good on anything. And separate is putting this on like Maul or something like that is really good too. You know, just being able to put that on that self infiltrator. Um, oh yeah, I I don't know. I, or I really on the like off chance that we get a, a mall pilot for the uh, for the gauntlet. Well, we know one's on, coming. Depending on, <laughs> sh- I wasn't trying to spoil it. We're going to talk about it in a minute. Oh yeah, Ketsu. Oh yeah, good oh, call, Greg. Oh, Ketsu would be. N- oh yeah, no, not scum, not scum. Oh yeah, yeah, good call, good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is this is only Republican separatists. So, I guess she wasn't scummy enough to. Uh, freelance for them <laughs> um i don't know i like this i think this is really good personally so uh to me to me this uh, again if they really if they point this too low this is just going to get a sp- be spammed so i don't know i don't know if amg is tweaking any of the points values of these upcoming cards or not um but i really do hope they this gets taken into account if they go to um zero range shooting because i kind of agree with nickel city i see this on uh fire spray list 
Yeah, it could be a fire spray, a scimitar. Like I said, on a scimitar for Maul is really good. Like Maul with this on here is a it, that's a really good combo with Maul. So. I'm gonna ask a nub question. Does scimitar have front back arc? Nope. No, it does not. Okay. Because with the and fire spray having the front back arc, you get zero one of the defender out of your front or out of your rear. You can still take that shot. That's true. That is true. Yeah. And <laughs> and Zam, uh Zam pilot would love this card. <laughs> yeah. Up. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. Nothing in Republic wants this. Yeah, just the gauntlet fighter, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it'll be the gauntlet fighter, but yeah. I don't know. You might be able to throw this on an arc or uh a lat. I think that's Depending the only on the thing boss. that can carry yeah. it. Yeah. Until the gauntlet fighter comes. <clears throat> All right. So we've already gone through this, right? The Mandalorian card is on a new one, is it? No, that was no, not. not. Previously okay. spoiled. Yeah. Would All Bo right. work in a Y Wing for Republic? Uh the only person that could take it is R2 D2. That'd be fun. Could be fun, yeah. All right. So the next card is the Mandalorian crew card. <clears throat> Gives you a white reinforce. During the end phase, if you did not defend this round, recover one non-reoccurring force if you're able. But the only non-reoccurring force is on the child, right? That's correct. That's, yeah. For scum, as far as I know, yes. What other what other ones have non-reoccurring reoccurring force though? That's it. That's the only yeah, one. Okay. Just the child. Just now, be, besides, and we'll get to the reinforcement in a second. Um, in canonically, in the books, the only other um, type of ability um, or like person or race that has the force that cannot be regenerated is the Chiss. Uh, the Chiss females that start off very young that can use the force early on, and as they get older, they lose the ability to use the force. Um, so this could potentially be something like a gateway to introduce at least some Chiss characters that are Force-sensitive um, into the game, possibly. Um, it would be awesome. Anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, let's not, let's don't get my interest that high. I mean, that, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that is coming. Just saying. It's it might be coming. We don't have a Thrawn movie yet or a Thrawn TV show yet. <laughs> yeah but he's not okay fine if they make him like the main villain of that whole thing then okay i don't think it'll be i don't think it'll be a villain. i don't think he will either because that that would detract i think that would detract too much from the ahsoka-esque part of the show yeah. right i don't yeah. they've already kind of spoiled it because she asked about him at the end of the mandalorian yeah but to her knowledge he's a bad guy and you know the empire is gone so he has no loyalty to the empire now so Yes, he has no. Okay, oh my god, can we spoil books? Like I've read every one of the Thrawn books. Yeah. So. Well, I haven't read the last two. I'm behind. Okay, I'm behind. But, well, yeah. the last two in terms of the prequel, last yeah, two that they yeah. released, okay. Ascendancy and no, no, <clears throat> is it Ascendancy? And yeah, it's the last two. It's the prequel books. Yeah. All right. Okay. And Nickel so City I, is not asking not to spoil the last one. So let's, that, that's let's fine. Back it, away from. It will have yeah, to yeah. because there is some information in the last one that, like, if you've read it. Technically, if you've read the other two sets, the other two quadru or triplet books, then you kind of know what's going to happen because they... I've only read the original Thrawn trilogy, which was done by Timothy Zahn. Yeah, he's well, done I mean, all the new ones, he's, too. He's, he's done all of them, too. But you're talking about oh, Heir the, to the Empire, right? Yep, Heir to the Empire, yeah. Dark Force yeah. Rising. 
Yeah. Yeah. And these ones are a lot different in tone <clears throat> than those ones are. So, um, nice. but yes, if you're on the last prequel, I, we won't go into it, but when you get to the, how about this nickel city, when you get to the end of it, you should, um, you should let us know and we'll do a Thrawn only show and you can join us and we'll have a whole, we'll oh, dedicate yeah, yeah. a whole hour to Thrawn discussion. I'm obsessed with Thrawn. So just as an yeah. FYI, anyway, <clears throat> so let's go back to, <laughs> let's go back to the, uh, the Mandalorian here. So, uh, white reinforce seems pretty good though. Right. I mean, that seems like yeah. a pretty good addition to, to actions. Does any of the scum ships have white reinforced native on them? Just the YV, right? To my knowledge, I think the YV six six six. Yeah, I think that uh, putting this on like Dengar uh, would be really nice. Um, if you want to make him a little more defensive, um, just getting that white reinforced in the end, um, especially if he's like the last ship on the board, and you know you're you're gonna trigger his ability a lot more often. Well, if they give crew slots back, you know, Boba might like this too. I don't know. It depends. Boba I, might like it though. No, nope. no, you don't think so. You don't think so why, would you, why would you not take a focus with his defensive rerolls? Why would you not take a focus? This guarantees you're going to take one damage. That's true. That's true. Nope. All right. Well, then this maybe, card will be maybe, probably pretty. Maybe cheap. the Gauntlet Fighter or um, ooh the Mist Hunter maybe. Oh yeah, Mist Hunter. Yeah. Forlom. Yeah, I could see it with Forlom or some another Mist Hunter pilot, maybe on the uh, Jump Master. Yeah, definitely the the Jump Master. Yeah. No, no, go go up to the child. Go up. Why do you want to see the child? We already went through that. No, we didn't. Yeah, it's it, not a new. Few, a few weeks ago, but we can go right through it really quick. Maybe when you weren't here. I don't know. So uh, this one has uh, the child. It has a setup. After placing forces, choose an opponent. They assign the Merciless Pursuit condition to two of their ships. Uh, after you lose a force, uh, or sorry, after your, you lose force, your force lose the recording icon. Wow, I can't read today. After you defend, you, if you suffer damage uh, during that attack, recover one force. Um, so he just has two force natively. Um, once he spends it, it's gone until you suffer uh, damage. And then he can recover one. Yeah. And then the Merciless Pursuit card uh, underneath is a condition card uh, that you assign to two ships uh, on the opposing side. And it reads, after you perform an attack, if the defender is equipped with the child, you may acquire a lock on the defender. Um, not the best card, I would say. Um, that's a very, very big uh, advantage for your opponents when you're, you know, when you're assigning this out there. Um, yeah, I, I don't see this being anything more than like four points, maybe. No, I, I, I like it on ships that don't have native force. But like, uh, like Nickel City was saying, if you put this on like Asajj, who already has native force, it makes her native force no longer regenerative. Um, yeah. So that that takes away from a lot of it. So I don't uh, I don't see that seeing a lot of play. No, if it does see any play, it has to be with uh, with Din Jaren crew. Basically, that's the only way that that you make it playable. So yep. Hmm. Well, I take that back. It might be it might be useful with um, with Zam crew. 
because it yeah, gives them incentive that. to shoot at you, and then you have your your thing. You to get where your zam charges. Shoot at you you yeah. get your double shot, and you get your zam charges back. So uh, it encourage it encourages them to shoot. So it might work with Sam, uh, but that's. Again, the purpose is to not get shot at. So if you're playing cards that are encouraging people to, to chase you down and, and take you out of the sky, uh, probably not the best choice. Yeah, good point. <clears throat> I agree, Divine. All right. So to the next spoilers that we have that are not supposed to be spoilers, but somebody did spoil them, the Rogue Class Starfighter. And I will not lie and say I'm extremely excited for this ship. Um, and it's a two-pack. Looks like Scum and Separatists only. So, Charles, you should be ex super excited. Like, this year alone, or ne I guess technically next year, in, in one week, technically, that year, you're going to get three new Scum ships. So so here's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to peel back a little bit here. I have routinely had a brag slash uh, anger about uh, how little I've had to buy as a scum player since 2.0 came into play. Because I have not physically bought a scum ship since the Mining Guild tie and the scum Falcon. Uh, everything else has been a 1.0 re-release, so I've not had to spend any money. Uh, I think AMG heard that and FFG heard that loud and clear and are single-handedly trying to allow me to catch up with everybody else with the ships that are being released. Yeah. I mean, how many yeah. of these are you going to buy? Are you going to repaint them because you never fly separatists or are we just going to trade? Is like if I buy three again, packs and you buy three packs, we just trade those ships? Well, the thing is, is again, and, and this is conjecture because we don't know. The only person that's ever flown one of these that was not a droid is Cad Bane. There's not a generic pilot that gets to fly one of these. There is a named pilot that gets to fly one of these. So I'm not going to need more than one because it's Cad Bane's so, ship. My only thought, right, is the the episode part in in the Clone Wars where... Um, where Obi-Wan Kenobi goes on the cover. Um, I forget the name of the character. Um, could he potentially be a Force user that flies this particular ship? Uh, Obi-Wan? Yeah, you're right. I, no. I'm trying to you're, no, you're right. Okay, I forgot you, about that. They're going to give... No, they're not going to give Obi-Wan to either of those factions. Oh, that would be stop Obi-Wan. Make it happen. No, definitely Put, stop not. Stop Obi-Wan on a ship no. and give me Bosch Leia crew. Mm -mm. Nope. Give me Bosch Leia once every three turns. I can make all my red maneuvers white. Give me, right. give me that in the scum faction. So <clears throat> let's not try it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Racco Hardeen. That's the name of the of his alter ego. Ego. Yeah, 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 yeah. His alias. No, no, no. no. His alias, no, no, no. yeah. So I know there's going to be more than one pilot. They're not going to give you a scum ship with just that. They'll make something up. They, they will. I mean, they've done it before, though. When they released the Skurg for scum, Rebels only had one pilot for the Skurg. They had That's Captain true. Nim, and that was it. They could fly the Skurg, but only with Captain Nim, because he was the only pilot ever flew the Skurg canonly, or canonically uh, in, in Star Wars. He was the only Rebel pilot that flew. So they gave Rebels the ability to fly it, but with one pilot. So I don't see this being much different. All right. 
Want to put some money on it? We could put some money. On it. I like the gamble. <laughs> you're going to LBO next next month. You know, don't worry. I know. I know. I got it. You're you're right. I got in. Yeah, what's hey. what's the what's the over under on the pilot number? <laughs> there you go. Well, we can we can play some money on it. I'll, I got fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah, I think that honestly, they could take some liberties on uh, on like the pilots or at least the other bounty hunters that he was associated with that they could technically you know fly the ship. Um, and I I don't know them off the top of my head, but um, but yeah, I mean you can. I'm sure they can at least round up at least three other names that would be associated with Cat Bane that could quote unquote fly his ship. And they'll Nobby, give him a generic. Nobby, yeah. for you to be able to go to LVO, I tell you what I'll do. I'll buy a pack of Tim Tams and I'll take it with me. And it'll be like the Undertaker's urn from WWE. I will carry your essence in the pack of Tim Tams. You will be there in spirit as I consume the Tim Tams throughout LVO. No. Navi says Navi says okay all right yeah so uh, so the over under is I'm guessing there's going to be five total pilots and it'll be four there's going to be four of them um my guess is they'll have a generic and then cat they have to have cad like that's not even a question I think yeah I think two generics you know one with a talent slot another one with no talent and then two uniques that's what I'm thinking so all right, the last spoiler, which I don't know why this is a spoiler other than they're re-releasing the Z95. I'm assuming that they're going to release it in other factions. That, I, that's the only reason I can imagine that this is showing up again. Um, but I don't know. I didn't understand yeah. this this one at all. So, hilariously enough, they put the, um, <laughs> the scum Z95 with the black sun paint on it. That, I, that was hilarious to me. Um, but yeah, uh, originally in the Clone Wars, you do see Z95s being used by the clones in there. Um, we're definitely going to see Oddball again. Uh, just another pilot, another Oddball pilot to be flying this. Uh, my my wonder, though, is if they're going to make it um, like better, like the better version of the Z95, since this was more news around that time. Maybe you get an extra hole or extra shields or a better dial um than the <laughs> something to make this good something something i the thing that i think is going to happen here this might be another cross-faction ship uh into uh republic just because we've had the z95 released already we have all the cards for it none of them specialize a clone z95 so that is what strikes me as odd maybe it's like a t70 versus a t65 It'll be a different Z95 that can be done, and it'll have a different point set. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I see. I don't understand why we want to keep giving Z95s to every faction. That's stupid. Because they're a cheap ship. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Republic doesn't need another cheap ship. You're not wrong there. Neither. You know what? Neither does uh, N or uh, CIS either. No, we definitely don't. I hope they don't give it to CIS. So. No. There you go. I'll side with you 100% on that one. We sure as hell don't need any more cheap ships in CIS. Thank you. Yeah, CIS is just getting the sheath of peed, and that's about it. So. <laughs> with Dooku. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Give me Dooku and a sheath of peed. Yes. Make it happen. Make it happen. There you go. That, that should be a challenge. Everybody has to create what what Dooku in the sheath of peed will do. Oh, my God. 
Oh, that would be awful. Ugh. Don't give me it. Don't do that. I don't. Though, you know, I don't have a lot of coordinators in uh, CIS, so. You don't need coordinators in CIS. You share calculates. Mm, a cheap coordinator would be kind of fun. Yep, for your ace ships. Yeah. Yep. Being able to coordinate Grievous. Woof. Mm. Yum, yum. All right, let's move on. <laughs> I this is This is what I've been waiting for literally, literally since they revealed it. And not only have I been waiting for it, I'm super excited because it's a three force user for a scum. This 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 bad boy better be worth a lot of money because oh, yeah. I feel Maul is gonna be expensive as hell. Now, here's here's the thing. If you look at the paint colors on the ship, they are a lot different than the paint colors. Uh what's his face uh from AMG was painting when he was making his Maul ship. So they yeah. must not have seen this all art, this uh, this art card before he started painting, because they sure as heck are using different colors schemes. But needless to say, Maul, while you perform a coordinate action, if you choose a ship with a lower initiative than yours, you may spend one force. If you do, treat the action as white, and you may coordinate one additional friendly ship with a lower initiative than yours. Each friendly ship will coordinate. You coordinate this way gains one strain token. Now, I have a question that's probably going to sound dumb. If you, let's say you take tack officer with this and change that to white, you don't have to spend a force. Does the second part of that work with it to coordinate the extra ship? Or do we not get that? because of the pure fact that it's an and instead of the other part, how would that be ruled? Does that make sense? So because it's not a may ability, because yeah, that's, that was my, my thought as well. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. It It is a may ability because it says you may spend one force. And if you do at that point, then you, the lower part goes into effect. Okay. So you can coordinate a ship, a regular ship, just one though, um, and then it's fine. Um, but if you decide to spend the force to coordinate a second ship, then at that point you do have to um, apply the second part of the text, which is treating the action as white and then giving each ship a strain token for that. So um, that's the added cost um, for for using that second part of the ability. So, yeah. Okay. And I just want to make sure because it would be really bad if you could just add attack officer and then get that second piece of it, that would be horrible. That would not be something yeah. that would be fun. In my opinion, at least <clears throat> Charles, your thoughts. Um, so three force. Yay. Three red dice. Yay. Two green dice. Yay. 11 body. Yay. Ability. Who cares? You know yep. what I'm going to do? I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put the Mandalorian on it to give it the white reinforce, and then we're going to have fun. <laughs> do you think that this will be a force talent only and no like pilot talent? Probably. I mean, it's Maul. I don't, I don't know because I've never flown the Scimitar, but I don't think Maul has a pilot talent on the Scimitar. I think they replace it with the force. Um, but, you know. Who benefits from this ability like a Bosk or something with a lot of I would say care about strength. Bosk and Dendigar. I, I was gonna say actually the new um the new fang fighters um that can protect other ships. 
I think they would benefit the most from this because you can coordinate them to either get into range where their abilities will work um, or get them into like a um, into arc, like in front arc of somebody um, so you can get a really good shot. I think those would benefit the most from this. I think the other thing that you're that we're looking at as well is I don't know if it's big on J1 or big on J1, but um, this could allow you actually to boost a ship behind a rock. Uh, then you don't care about the straighten because the rock gives you it right back. They just counteract each other. Um, you know what I mean? Or with a ship like, uh, like you said, like the YV triple six or the uh, the Shadowcaster or something, where the agility is already low enough that eh, you're going to take damage no matter what. Just just give it that additional action. Uh, Bosk especially on this because if you take your action to reinforce front. Uh, Maul being able to spend a force to allow you to reinforce back is 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 really strong. Or oh yeah, there's something else that Nobby said. If you put that new Krill crew on there, so that you can repair stuff off of it, then you really don't care about that. Or take the strain, remove the strain token by rolling a die. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and what's nice about this too is that like unlike battle meditation where you have to do the same action on both ships, each ship that you coordinate using this can do different actions. So you actually have a better coordinate um, ability um, on scum now for with this chassis um, than even the Republic does uh, using their battle meditation on Jedis. Um, so I think that's that's really strong. Now, the question I have though, okay, so that I think that's good. Can the you battle other... mat on this? No, it's no, a Republic it, only. That's a Republic. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can malice. Oh my god. Oh. oh, that's right. You can malice it. That'd be a malice. You also have um hate, right? You know. Uh, so, mm -hmm. so the next question is: can, Is there like another ship that you could coordinate that can coordinate you back that would allow you to also get a fork, focus, forkus, a forkus? You can get a forkus. <laughs> Um, but think about it that way. Like, does Scum have another cheap coordinator that you could fit in that? Oh, Lando crew, right? Lando crew, um, the little shuttle. <sighs> yeah. Um any any of the, the Falcon shuttles, um, and then put TAC officer or something in there to make it a white coordinate. Um again, um uh, like Nickel City said, you're going to be putting hate on this probably for the force slot if you're putting anything because it's going to be getting shot at. So being able to regen force every time you take damage is good. Um, yeah, this is going to be a tank. Two agility, 11 health, three force. That's This is going to be ridiculous. Yeah. I cannot wait. The only thing that I'm nervous about with these, and I'll be honest with you, I haven't really spoke up about it just because I want them so bad and they're so cool, uh, is how much they're going to cost. Right, if Boba, if Boba with no force is eighty something points, Maul with three force, this is gonna. I wonder if this will get into the Defender Vader. No, point. no, it won't. You it, come on, man. Nobody's nobody's gonna get it. They're, they're gonna. This will be like 65, 70 points. <laughs> that's what'll happen. And then Scum will just win everything. That's that's what'll happen. Yeah, I think. I mean, we already do. So I mean, it's just normal <laughs> status quo. <laughs> So conservatively, right? Like you take a other take a look at other ships that have the same amount of health um, for what they do. Um, I think the the most closest comparison to this is going to be the fire spray, just for the stat line. Um, of course, the fire spray being better because it has three dice out both the front and the back. Um, its ability, I would probably put this around the same cost as Boba, 
um, honestly. So I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be about a mid to high 80s um, to start off with just because of the force factor just from all. Now, the base chassis is totally different, you know, because each pilot would be different. But just from all in particular, I think we're looking at mid to high 80s, honestly. So can I ask a question? Sure. Yeah. Just, just curious, looking at, you mentioned stat line and this being priced more towards a fire spray. A stage is three out the front, two turret, uh, two agility, eight hull, two shields. So we're one hull less and one force less because she has two force. There's not a force user in the fire spray. So Asajj's uh, current point cost is probably, how much is she pointed at? Do you know off the top of your head? 68. Okay, so I would think that 68 to 70 is probably sufficient because uh, Asajj comes in at a 4. Maul is a 5. Asajj has 2 force. Maul has 3 force. Uh, and then one extra hull on the, uh, on the gauntlet fighter. So I think that that's right. enough to kick it up a little bit above Asajj, but I think Asajj is probably a better... Uh, point equivalent uh, than the fire spray should. So the the other part though is the ability, right? Um, the ability to coordinate. Obviously, the later you can use a coordinate um, when you have more information on the board, the more powerful it is. Especially sure. if you're doing with lower initiatives. So I think that would be a factor, um, especially since if you take a look at uh, Rebel Finn um, in the Sheetapede, he still costs it prohibitively high to the point that he sees no play because at initiative six, taking an, a coordinate. Um, for your lower initiative aces to arc dodge or get into a, like a better shot um, is powerful no matter what. Um, and being able to do that with two different ships, I think they might be cautious with it, at least at, an, at, at release. If it doesn't yeah. see enough play, then they might drop it to like the lower 70s, I would say. Um, but I think just to to start off, I, it wouldn't surprise me if it would be in, if it's not in the 80s at least. So. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and looking at uh, looking at what Nobby just put into the chat as well, just as a thought, uh, Fangs each take target locks, and then Maul passes, goes to coordinate one of them, spends a force to coordinate a second ship, uh, and yeah. you essentially get four actions for spending a force. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, I don't I'm, know. I'm I looking think at one be... other thing. This is going to be totes. If if they do not cost us eighty points, I think I think we have a problem. Personally, I think this thing is going to be able to to live a long time. And you know, one again, once you put hate on this thing, I don't know, because you 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 need this to live in a different manner than you need the other. So maybe this will be the new Fen Mall squad. Forget Boba, yeah. get Fen. Cause you get so I'd take Fen Mall or Boba Mall if you can fit it. If I can uh, fit Boba on here with Mall, if I can fit a fire spray and a gauntlet, oh my god, we are going to have some fun. All right. The next one is a new new uh pilot called Rook Cast. Charles, go ahead. Sure, sure. So before you, so same stat line again, three, two, two, nine, two, no force. Um, but before you engage, you may gain a strain token. Uh, while you perform a primary attack, if you are strained, uh, you may change one of your blanks or uh, focus results to a hit. Uh, so this acts uh, almost like a CLT, but instead of adding a focus, it allows you to change a blank. So this is like Besh, only it doesn't require the target lock. It requires you to be strained. 
uh, in order to get it. So if you could pass a strain to them um, after their engagement, because once you engage, the first time you get shot at, you lose it. So you don't get that that boost. Um, but if you had a way to keep a strain on them, uh, just so they always had that, that'd be nice. Yeah, and just like uh, Greg said uh, um, on, on chat, putting Fearless on this um, is going to be insane. Like this, the amount of damage you're going to get out of this this chassis um, with Fearless, assuming that they do give it a talent slot, is going to be a really deadly ship, especially since it has those two arcs in our large base. You're going to get a lot more ships into your arc. Yeah. Oof. Oh, man. That's some scary shit. All right, and then we have the generic. Ooh, Nothing hold on, special? back up, back yep. up. Oh, okay. Root cast. Shadow Collective, she led the Shadow Collective Super Commandos during the Clone Wars. Oh, so yeah. It's a she, it is a female Mandalorian that led the Shadow Collective Super. I'm just, I'm sorry, I wikipedia the pilot because I wanted to know more. I'm all about that, that backstory. Um, so it looks like she was based on the art that they used for the Wikipedia. Uh, she was in either Clone Wars or Rebels or something of that nature because it has that animation style. Um, she helped lure Ahsoka Tano to Sundari. Uh, there, she and several other super commanders surrounded the Padawan, uh, who eventually managed to escape. Um, but she rescued Maul, so lots of lots of Maul and Siege of Mandalore stuff. Uh, having to do with her, which is really, really cool. Uh, her armor kind of looks like in some of the, the scenes here. Uh, she has a very um, Metroid-looking armor, uh, which is really, really cool as far as the color-wise goes. It's red and black, which is awesome, but also speaks to the Shadow Collective. So uh, super, super cool. Look forward to reading. I'm going to bookmark that Wikipedia so I can yeah. go back and uh, read more of it because that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, and, and like Deslin mentioned, uh, she was in season seven of the Clone Wars. Um, so if you haven't seen that, it was a fantastic season. It was great. Okay, so, I have a, so I, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna step out real quick, Chris. Sorry. Um, I tried as hard as I could when I flew up to Michigan to get into Clone Wars. I tried watching it. Uh, I have the same issue with Clone Wars that I do with Resistance. The same issue with Resistance that I do with Bad Batch. I don't like the animation style and it makes me not able to enjoy the show. I can't uh, get into it. It does not work for me. Yeah. Fair. Okay. So I've never watched more than like six episodes of clone wars. I've never watched resistance. I resistance tried to watch like one or <laughs> I, a rebel. Sorry. And I tried to watch uh two or three episodes of the bad batch before I just lost it. I could, I could not get into it. It did not work for me. I want the uh I would love to see a Star Wars series in the animation style of like Avatar the Last Airbender. I'd be a hundred percent in for that. Okay. Um, but I don't like the the choppy, like hard corner CGI animation that they're using. Uh and it's just me. I'm fine with it, but that's just my opinion. I can't I can't get down on that. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of feel bad that I don't. Um, so I have a question for you, Charles, not related no. to Clone Wars. Um, so let's say they price this. So what 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 he what we said Maul is gonna be eighty points, seventy-five to eighty points, right? Mm -hmm. So if this comes in at seventy points and all you do is just put fearless, which is three points, right? 
this is a 73 point ship. Do you take this over Fen or is Fen still no, be a higher go to? You take Fen. Fen is powerful because Fen gets an auto evade at range one and gets an extra dice at range one. These don't touch a Fang fighter. Um, they're fun, don't get me wrong, and they're big, beefy ships, but they're not dodging anything. They have two dice. They're going to dodge one, possibly two damage, but they're going to get hit. Fangs can, I mean, how many times, and I'll throw this to both of the two of you, uh, how many times have you had Fen to one health and he just refused to die? I would probably say it's equal to the number of times you pot shot at him at range three and just knocked him out of the sky. Yeah. But still, <laughs> like at range one, Fangs are a menace and they just don't die as much as I love the gauntlet. I really love the fangs even more. All right. So next question. It, by saying that, do you equate that? Because I believe it was you. It, maybe it was just Nickel City. But somebody said that it would be like Darth Vader Defender in, in this Gauntlet Fighter, right? Well, in terms of its effectiveness in, like, in shooting, yes, it'll be like that powerful. However, it's still an Initiative 3 ship. It doesn't have any way to turn around. Um, so, and then on top of that, it doesn't have a one straight on top of that either, which is baffling to me. Um, <laughs> so it, it's going to have a tough time keeping the front arc um, like uh, like on, on target, you know, especially at initiative three. So I don't see the cost to be equated to anywhere near a, a Defender Vader for that. So, All And right. the action economy on top of that too, so. <clears throat> all right well the last one that we have is just the shadow collective operator i will say if you look at that that picture though it looks like there's a bomb being dropped right yep yep okay so we might do do we feel there'll be bombs there has to be bomb slot at least one at least now. on the scum version yeah yeah on the scum version at least can yeah. i tell okay. you that i'm more excited about the shadow collective operator than i am the named pilots why they're not dotted Every other generic gauntlet fighter that we have seen thus far has been limited to two. This is a true I-1 generic. If these are pointed right, I can fit three of these bad boys on a, on a list and roll, depending on point cost. I don't know what an I-1 big base ship is going to run normally. Um, if I look at, you know, like a decimator or something like that, they're around 60 to 70 points for the generic. Um, so I'm hoping we can get into that 60 range, uh, cause 70 points puts it out of range for there to be three of them on the board. Cause three 70 point ships, um, if they can get it to around a 50 or 60, um, and I can run three of them with minimal upgrades. Um, I'm going to have, I'm going to have to buy three gauntlet fighters, uh, depending on points. Yeah. I'd say that this being around low sixties to mid sixties. Yeah. That I think that's fair for this chassis. It's big. Like I, on I, I, I can only imagine like trying to, number one, drop a hundred and and some odd dollars for getting three of them physically, but actually um, just trying to like find the space to, especially if you want to run them like in a closer formation, um, on the board without causing them to like overlap each other is going to be a nightmare. But it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Yep. Because no, no, more pegs, more pegs. You're going to stack two epic pegs on top of each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just looking at real quick while we're while we're looking at them um, for patrol leader decimator is 67 
Um, if we jump over to scum and go generic YV, uh, generic YV, the I2 is 51 points. Uh, if we look at the, um, uh, what is the other, the Lancer, which is very similar in stat line, the I2 Lancer is 54. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I would say high 50s to low 60s is a pretty safe bet. Uh, and no, I don't have a storage solution problem because what I'm going to do, I'm going to wear them on my shoulder like Khaleesi in Game of Thrones. I'm going to have them <laughs> on my shoulder and on my chest like baby dragons. I'm going to <laughs> carry them around with me on a vest. All I can say is I hope to God you can't fit four of those native <laughs> in a lot. Oh my God, if they put them at 50 points and I could run four naked, I'm in. I'll buy four. Nope. I'll buy four right now. You know oh. what? All right, AMG, go ahead and release them at 50 points so everybody buys four and then just immediately hike the points to 65. <laughs> you know what? That's fine. I'll still have four of them. I'm fine. No, <laughs> no, no. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to I'm going to give a I'm going to give a perfect point here. I have eight. I have eight Star Vipers. You can't field more than four of them. I got eight. I don't care whether I can field them or not. I like having them. I love my Star Vipers. And you should sell me a couple of those. You should have done that when I when you were up here. I would have bought a couple of those off of them. Chris, this is old yeah. school, but wow, yeah, yeah, is that's that a micro machines. Uh, no, is that... this is this is a micro machines uh, action fleet, and it actually has Gurry in the in the pilot seat. Oh, nice. Yeah, this is this is old school, but that's how much I love the Star Viper. This was when uh, Micro Machines did the uh, Shadows of the Empire uh, stuff. And it even has a little... Uh... No one uses him in game, so I've never had the opportunity to use this as a target lock, but it even has like a little... Uh, a little Caesar. Caesar. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of hey, cool, actually. Maybe he shows up in Book of Boba. That'll be great. Yeah, oh, divine. Oh. If you wanna, if you oh. wanna repaint them, you're yeah. I'll take one bubblegum pink. I'm a hundred percent in for that. Hey, you <laughs> should sell me a couple because I only own one. So I'll I be probably honest, only need only, one. Actually. The only reason that I have them um, was I bought three of the originals. No, four of the originals. The gray paint job originals that were initially released. Um, the only reason I have so many was because late in 1.0. Uh, there was a repaint set um, that had the Kiraz fighter uh, and then a maroon Star Viper in it. And that was the only set that had the harpoon missiles in it. So yeah. I had I had to get multiple copies of the harpoon missiles. So I had to buy three or four of those sets. Yeah. Um, so I had a whole bunch of Kiraz fighters as well that I was never using. However, they seem to be coming back into style here recently. Yeah. So um, before we go on to the next thing, so the going back to the actual ships that were spoiled coming out, uh, like the Rogue Class Starfighter and the Clone Z95, um, the distributor that had um, spoiled them, Galapagos, um, they had posted that this was coming out um, in the first semester um, for, for 2022. First now, quarter? No, first semester, uh, which would be half year, the first half year. So I'm guessing that that is the next wave coming out after the Mando wave. So probably, what do you think, mid-May, we should be expecting those to, to come out? Yeah, I would hope so, because that's my birthday month. 
<laughs> I'll have even more of an excuse to spend stupid stupid amounts of money. <laughs> so you could get auto thrusters. Yeah. That I know that feeling, thing. Des. Oh, I miss auto. <laughs> I miss 1.0 auto thrusters. That was the answer to the turret meta. Oh yeah. Sounds like I didn't miss anything in 1.0. <clears throat> no, you, you really didn't. No. I disagree. TLTs need to come back. What if they came back and they said it could come back for other factions, just not scum? You don't I'm get them in that. scum. I'm fine. We only had one ship that could use them in scum anyway, and it was a Y-Wing, so it wasn't like it was a scum upgrade. Actually, I, I think that actually be a good design space, right? You can create faction-specific arms, you know? I don't. If they can guard their um, their technology from other factions. I think that, that could be fun. I think here's, that's a nice design space. Here's why I say no, JJ. One of the core principles for 2.0 was that you did not have to buy a ship you would never use to get upgrades. Um, I had to buy A-Wings to get uh, Prockets, um, and I've never flown an A-Wing. Well, no, no, no. What, what I'm saying is that the upgrade itself, right, is restricted to a particular faction, period. Like, on the card itself, it says Scum only or Rebel only, right? Like, you know, arms that are designated just for, let's say, a particular chassis in, in particular. Let's say, um, like, the auto, the, the cannon thing for the T, uh, T-65 that says X-Wing only. Like, I think they could go more into that, the design space, you know, creating specific arms that are meant for a particular chassis. I think that that, that could be a thing um, for turrets, possibly. Maybe. Rumor has it we're getting a new cannon, so. But we'll, we'll move past that because they haven't spoiled that, and that's just secondhand stuff I've heard. <laughs> All right. So let's let's finish up our discussion. We we had left off. I don't know, Charles. Where do we leave off? Um, uh, we I finished we the tracking rules. We were we were just getting started into bumping because we had a Tanner rant on how much you hate the bumping rules because it fucks with your droid swarm. <laughs> well, that's probably fair. I don't know where it is. Uh, all right, whatever. Well, I I got to hear the notes. No worries. So um, AMG did go on to clarify um, or at least expand more on their um, their changes here for bumping and range zero attacks here. So um, they wanted to specify two different effects that would happen depending on what type of ship you're bumping. So if you're bumping a friendly ship, you roll an attack die on a hit or a crit result, you suffer damage and skip your action step um, for that particular ship. Now, I believe the way that they're intending to word this is that the ship that bumped the the friendly is the one that rolls the die for the damage and not the ship that was bumped. Um, so that way, you know, you're not suffering two damage potentially on a single bump. I think that would be the more fair way to do it. Um, but they didn't really elaborate to it, but I believe that's their intent for it. The other interaction was bumping an uh, enemy ship. Um, you can, once you do bump an enemy ship, you can perform a printed focus and calculate action on your card, either droid or otherwise. Um, and then you treat that action as red. So you can't link that focus or calculate action to something else on your card. Can I ask um, you a question, JJ, but, just real quick? Um, yeah. Are there ships, and this is a stupid question, and I think the sure. answer is no, but are there ships that don't have a printed focus or calculate? Is there any ship in the game that doesn't have the the opportunity to either fo focus I, or calculate? 
technically the um uh the the z95 escape craft the um <laughs> that's the only thing <laughs> okay but, uh, well, i didn't know yeah. you know what i mean like it's saying you can take a printed focus or calculate what if there's a ship that doesn't have that yeah i mean that could be in the works right i mean like an auto, a automated drone or something like that that be, could be coming out yeah yep like I mean, like the ig11 card yeah exactly yeah yeah now, um, one of the interactions that they also addressed on stream as well was um, what happens if you simultaneously bump a friendly and an enemy, right? So they wanted to specify that um, in the, those events where you're bumping both an enemy and a friendly, um, you would be considered bumping a friendly first. So you would still roll for the damage and skip your perform action step, and you will not be able to take that printed uh, focus or calculate as a red action in that instance. Although I don't think in all my years of playing X-Men I've ever had a time where I bumped a friendly and an enemy ship at the same time. I, I don't know about you guys. No, normally if I'm bumping, it's at a really odd angle, and I tend to hit one. And I've, I've, yeah. I, I've had it where I've come close, but generally speaking, I've always bumped one a couple of millimeters before I hit another. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, continue. Sorry. So, um, and then after they while they clarified those bumping rules, um, they did want now to explain uh, range zero attacks. Um, so you, this is going to be an option now for all ships. Um, this is a primary attack only that you can perform onto a ship that has range zero of yourself. Um, attack and defense die cannot be modified by the attacker. So essentially, this will be similar to like snapshot and um, upgrade cards. Our talents like Juke would not be able to affect this particular um, attack um, for the defender but the defender can modify their dice on defense if they need to. Um, so if they have like an evade token or force token, they can change focus results into evades or so on, whatever um, ability that they have on defense for it. Now, they wanted to do this specifically as an option for you to be able to take an attack, um, but the intent was to at least open this as a, a worst-case scenario option, not a primary option for you to take, because they said that in most-case scenarios, if you have another ship that's farther away, um, you'll probably want to take an attack onto those other ships because you would be able to modify your dice, especially if you ended up like bumping that ship and got a red focus. You'll be able to spend your focus on offense on a ship that's uh, at range two and modify that and get a potential better shot off that way. And um, but they will want you to at least have this option to to shoot at range zero, which I think is fair. So I have a question. I, oh, go ahead. <clears throat> I I just all right. I'm. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is this. I'll be. Uh, Chris is the, having a stroke. I'm having a hard time. I'm, I'm having a hard time. <laughs> trying to stay positive about yeah. some things okay so i did give my little rant on the bumping blah 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 <laughs> blah, blah blah there's still a positive lining to it let's move on but <clears throat> range zero attack so what they're telling this is what they're telling me you bump you get your focus or your calculate if i shoot the other ship at range zero i'm not doing anything per se right to that ship because that ship could use its focus or whatever it has to modify dice, I can't modify. So they say, well, shoot the ships behind you, blah, 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 blah. My question becomes is, okay, if this is the case, all they did is basically give ships that bump the ability to 
have a modifier for defense. So here's here's my change to that. All okay. right. And I'm just, I, I'm I just looking confused at, by this. I'm looking at game states. I have had so many games, and I'm guilty of it just as much as I am having it happen to me where I've I've flown this same situation, where I have Fen Rao on the board, and there's one additional shot, and there's, you know, there's, you're even up Vader versus Fen, we'll say, and Vader's chasing Fen or whatever, and I do a slow maneuver with Fen because I only have one health left and it causes Vader to bump. Vader loses his shot because he bumps against me and I take the game because I have more, I have, I'm above health with Fen or something like that. But I, I use my own, I use the bump to force them to not take a shot. So while yes, if I bump, I'm still going to do what I do now in the game and that shoot at a ship that's farther away because I'm used to not being able to shoot at range zero. But end game, a shot with no mods is better than no shot at all. So as a ship that is going to be bumped, this removes, and this is what AMG seems to be going towards, this removes that that choppy play style of, okay, instead of running or trying to turn around and get my shot myself, I'm going to slow roll and hope you either fly past me or fly into me, because if you fly into me, I have no ill effect. And I just slow roll every turn, because we've been in those bump trains where the opponent is in front of you and you're chasing him and he just picks your maneuver and blocks into you to prevent you from being able to shoot at him. This gives me as the, the attacking player the ability to negate that. Because while yes, two red dice against three modded green dice is not generally a good idea, RNG is RNG. And with my V-Wings, I've pushed more damage at range three through a rock with two red dice so if I can take a shot at range one, this stops that 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 choppy play style. So looking farther into the game at end game, when it's not such a char target rich environment, if you will, that's when I'm saying this. And um, as Deslin is pointing out, there's something else to think about. Fangs don't get their ability at range at range zero; they only get it at range one. So if you mm. can get a bump on a fang and then throw your dice, they don't get the auto evade. So you can murder a fang at range zero. Yeah. And the other part of it too, I think is AMG trying to address the, one of the complaints um, that was very prevalent in the beginning where people were talking about, you know, this proposed rule change was the higher, um, higher initiative, fragile aces, right? Like your students here, feral, whatever, um, being bumped on those ships, especially if you can't get the bullseye to get that extra focus token, um, is bad, right? Because you're denying them their actions to reposition and stuff. Um, so, you know, going in for that range zero attack is probably more, you have more agency to do that now um, because you can still get that attack, especially if you have a lower initiative ship that can um, get that range zero shot off on like a Suntier Fell with no mods. This allows those initi those higher initiative aces to at least have a defensive mod um, and and you know still survive because I, I believe that um, you know this will definitely if if we didn't have the ability to take that passive mod or shoot at range zero um, it will be very very bad for those more costly aces that that need that action to either take a token to mod or at least reposition. At least it gives them a fighting chance. Is it the best? No. Um, is it like a fair trade off? Honestly, I personally don't think so, but at least it's an option. Yeah. 
I mean, okay, so think about the list I've been running with droids, right? And I actually split my droid swarm up the last game I played in League. And how, how did it do as two separate kill boxes? With independent calculates really well. Um, okay. I will tell Thanks. you I only won by I only won by like eleven points. It was a rather low lower scoring game, so it wasn't as much of a blowout as it was. But based on the the list that he had is a, is that stupid token sharing rebelist, which don't work. Like those things can eliminate droids very quickly. Um, but <clears throat> think of it this way: like these droids could go in and bump, get their calculates, and they're going to have read a calculate, whatever. They don't care. They, they just don't care. I don't spend it on offense, which is fine. I'm still going to roll my two red dice, call it a day. But then I got K2B4, and I'm going to be able to use K2B4 on what to get rid of, to, to use that calculate to add extra evade. I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I don't like the logic in what they're trying to go for. Um, I understand your point, Charles. Like, yes, in in-game, this probably is pretty good because it gives you that shot that you wouldn't have if you got blocked. Like, I, I, I do get that. I, and I, I guess I don't, like, maybe that is a, a more better plus. But can you think of, like, Bosk now, right? Bosk no longer has to do a red stop. Bosk has one maneuver. He's going to yeah. do a one maneuver <laughs> Bosk and bump has one and maneuver. get a focus. <laughs> a three hard. That's what Bosk has. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, but if Bosk knows he's going to get bumped, he does the one forward or one banks, right? Oh, and yeah. gets his focus. At least he gets a focus out of it. And boss doesn't care because he could shoot so far. <laughs> like that shit, that shit just could yeah. shoot insanely far, you know? Yeah, but I mean, um, to be fair, Bosk mm. isn't worried about, I and mean, no one's worried about bumping into Bosk either. If I bump five ships into Bosk, he has a one green die defense against five incoming shots. That's I don't true. care about You're right. him. Yep, you're if right. I bump, if I take if I take Nobby's list and I bump five A wings into Bosk, he's eating a considerable amount of damage potentially. Yeah, that's true. But that's I right. I agree with Nobby. I think that what we're going to see, and I'll I'll call this shot right now, uh, is an evolution into a multi arc meta. Uh, right now, you know, swarm meta is a huge thing. The more ships you have on the board, the better. Uh, but I think that we're going to see fire sprays become even stronger. Um, any ship that has a multi-arc capability, uh, cannons that allow you, or not cannons, I'm sorry, turrets that allow you to have a main gun out the front, so the Hawk, uh, with a with a turret out the side or the back so that you can bump into something and still take a, a modified shot, or have some bump into you and still take a shot at the rear at them, I, I have a feeling that we're going to see a, an evolution of a multi-arc meta, which is fine. I mean, I don't mind it. I mean... As a Fang player, I've had to deal with with multi arcs because it's only front arc that gives me the uh, it's only front arc that gives me the the bonus evade. So I've, I'm used to to having to deal with that multi arc. So, but I think that's what we'll see as well. Yeah, I don't know. I again, I'll I I, I don't want to belabor the point because I really want to talk about LVO tonight. Sure, sure. Um, I, I just I just have a harder time seeing the extreme logic in this. And I guess at some point, though, it will make this game a lot more complex, per se, right? Mm -hmm. Because 
if I am running a swarm and I do, you know, set it up where y'all bump into me and y'all get your bloody focuses and, and this and that, you can't spend them on offense, you're going to have them on defense, the ships should live longer, logically, right? More than they're living now. Like, logically speaking, you should get a little bit more life out of that ship. But think of it this way, too. If I bump you at range zero and I've got two dice and you've got two green dice, I'm probably going to shoot into your ship to try to force you to spend that evade or that focus. Like, yep. I, I probably will do that, even if, it's, even if I have a better three dice shot be, behind it. Because if I could force you to start spending your tokens in the long run, I'm better off because that, I don't know. So hold on, Chris, I'm going to, I'm going to just say one thing. Cause it's yep. something that you can at least relate to JJ. I don't know. Cause I didn't, I've never played video games with you, but Chris, when we played squadrons, how many times as an interceptor or an a wing or even the Y wing, did you go at the capital class ship or even those little mini capital class ships that they had and get right up next to them yep. to where if you steered one way you smashed into the hull of the ship and took a ridiculous amount of damage but you were taking pot shots at the ship that couldn't dodge anything because you were so close to it that's exactly what range yeah. that's exactly what range zero is i can't mod anything but i'm going to throw damage out there as much as i possibly can and yeah you can shoot back at me and I'm probably going to get eaten alive. But it, as long as I'm breathing, I'm throwing some sort of shot at you. And that's, that's a, that's a valid play style. As long as you don't care yeah. about having to respawn your ship every 30 seconds, cause you're crashing into <laughs> something. Yeah. I, I used to do that with the type bombers and the HLC, just park right next to them behind a destroyed turret and just, just stay there. That's yep. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, just something like that. So. Yeah. All right. So the last, thing that they talked about was formats um they didn't really get into band lists uh road is going to stay the same so we'll just start there band list the only thing they really mentioned was that intimidation is going to be banned um which i don't know why they can't just change it but that's fine you know they're going to talk I, more about banned and restricted lists next year i would um, like to see i would like to see intimidation reworked like they were talking about with the pilots to where it gives a bonus at range zero but for right now, it's a until we get those reworks, it is a one hundred percent completely useless um, ability. Nope. Yeah, I, I agree. But and the the one other thing that they did mention um, was the clarification on range one bonuses. Um, they did went on to specify that there will be language to specify that the extra attack dice um, that you get for range one will only be on range one attacks. And then the the pilots that currently right now have the ability to shoot at range zero will be reworked to get that additional uh, dice um, as part of their ability, uh, namely like Arvel or Captain Oiken, for instance. Um, and they will get that added bonus to work at range zero. Um, I don't know if that will specify primarily primary attacks or with uh, ordinance specifically, like with Rhymer. Um, but that is in the works that they went on to specify for those particular pilots. Yeah, I, I don't know. So we'll see. I'm we'll, we'll stay out of comment for that one until they release more. I, I was I, gonna yeah. say, until we get more information, this is all just waxing poetic about conjecture, yeah. really. Yeah. So the last piece that they had talked about is formats, and I'll be honest, I'll be honest, I'm disappointed. Um, I wanted three formats. I am not going to get three formats, I guess. So, um, but that's what I wanted. I wanted a competitive style format where everything changes and they disallow and allow certain things. 
kind of like hyperspace. I would be okay if they wanted to still say black box for it, but I wanted a specific style competitive um, format. And then I wanted what they're going to call standard format. And then it, 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 which is essentially going to be re extended or hyperspace. Uh, I would want the, 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 the three format for me, the three formats is you have a, a highly competitive uh, <coughs> one where they limit inner, you know, certain ships and upgrades and things like that. Then you would have whatever the next set would be, which would be extended, but would allow, but would still be, you know, not allotted for uh, certain types of ships. So maybe it's only black box or maybe they do something where they would allow for certain types of ships that you can rebuy. And then that could be used that. And then I would want a wild card, you know, except for with the wild card where you could play everything. I would a hundred percent still want bands and restricted, but I would rather have my band and restricted list be specific to the wild West style. Right. Like, and I could give an example of this when they destiny, uh, star Wars destiny, the card game I played, we had two formats, you know, you had your current format, which allowed for the last six sets um basically essentially or they call them blocks so you would have the last two current blocks and if the current block only had one in it you only got four sets to play with um and then they had like a extended version um that they had that allowed everything just everything under the sun but when they enter when ffg introduced a banner restricted list they hit that so for example there was a card called um hyperspace or something like that i can't remember exactly but uh it's been so long since i played that game but they had this card jump to light speed or, or whatever it was and, and basically you could come in roll your dice and then when you your next turn came in you play this card and you would end the turn and go to the next round and you immediately were the first player for that round it was a stupid card stupid bullshit card because you could come in and, and, and attack immediately play that card move to the next round before your opponent could do anything um i hated it uh it was probably the worst design card ever and it was a definitely a negative play experience for everybody like everybody who played against that card but to me i would like to see like a wild west format where they well everything you can play whatever you want except for minus a few um bands or restrictions and then i would want again a standard format that was geared to be more casual play um and then i would want a hyper competitive format that's what i wanted to see so let me ask you a question since we're talking about formats something that just popped into my head and i don't know if it would even work but it's something that we could at least like bs about so speaking of card games uh i'm sure you guys are tired of hearing me talk about it um but i play flesh and blood in flesh and blood currently there are two formats there is classic constructed format, which is a 60 card deck uh, or up to minimum 60, maximum 80 card deck that includes all of your equipment, your sideboard and everything. So you have 80 cards to build the thing. Then they have what they call a blitz format, which is a minimum 40 card deck. Um, and then it does not include your equipment or your uh, your sideboard, but it's 40 playable cards. Do you think there is room in our play space to have, say, a 200-point format and then not necessarily half it, but maybe a 125 or 150-point format where it restricts the size of the lists to speed up 
the game style. So instead of an hour, you know, instead of a 75 minute game, maybe you do a 55 minute game or a 45 minute game uh, with smaller lists and maybe a, I don't know. I don't know whether you'd want to do a smaller so, play mat, but you know, something of that nature. I would say no. It, it wouldn't surprise me if it actually does come in as a scenario play um, in the future um, from for standard play only, I would say um, something similar to like an aces high type of thing, but more expanded. Um, and that's something that I think AMG might consider doing in the future as a scenario only um, for standard play. Now, whether or not that's going to be like a competitive format, I don't know. Um, but I think that that is something that AMG could possibly consider as a scenario. So, is it good or balanced? No, absolutely so, not. So I'll clarify my no, this doesn't fit. <laughs> um, okay. I'll clarify it. The answer is no in the current point scoring format absolutely not okay i guarantee i and how about this and maybe you've been paying attention to the discord more than i thought you were but we run a altered aces high format at our local it's something Corey, me and sean kind of came up with um to divvy away from aces high um to allow two ships right we have 120 points you can't have more than 120 points. Um, you can only have two ships. One of your ships cannot be worth more than 80 points. You cannot have more than nine health. You cannot add upgrades to give yourself more than nine health. Um, we are going to add a new rule that says you cannot give yourself an upgrade to decrease your health to nine health. Um, because I came That's up hilarious. with a way to, to, break, <laughs> to break that with Boba. Um, and... The uh, anyway with a fire spray, it's not not your boba, baby boba, but and then we also have no double tapping and these other things. So I don't disagree with you, like that's a fun format to play, but I think with the way we score points and without certain restrictions, it becomes super broken. We discovered that the first time we played that, even with a different point scoring, we discovered how fucking broken a falcon <coughs> can be and how broken <laughs> yeah. a double tapping ship can be just just crazy. Like I didn't put Zam on the board, no, but we had some double tapping ships, and and it just if I'm just doing it based on killing the way the dog fights go, scoring, no, it it will not work. If okay. they change scoring points up, Charles, I agree with you. That would be a very fun format, and I would 100 percent play the hell out of that. Just some it, sort it just, of like a faster paced like blitz format is what I yes, was thinking. A hundred percent. Look, dude, if you could lower the games to 45 minutes and make that a competitive thing, that's a competitive thing, I'm in. Did, that's one of the reasons why now. Flesh and Blood has won <laughs> me over, because X-Wing, like, a, a six-round a six round tournament of Flesh and Blood I've played in took about four hours. A six-round X-Wing tournament is your day. I know. And, <laughs> yep, and I don't, again, don't disagree with you. I love it. I would 100% support it, even if it was 30 or 40 minutes. Like, I'd support it. They, they have to change these point scoring rules a hundred percent for it. And then they would have to have a bigger list of restrictions. Cause can you imagine being able to take Sam grievous and something like that? I mean, that, that would be disgusting. That would just be like poop. Screw you. You know, cause Z native Zam and grievous, uh, a kitted out grievous is 54 and 86. Yeah. That just native Zam and grievous. Pfft. There you go. I'm going to murder every one of your ships. It's not even yeah. going to be a question. Yeah. Agreed. But 
I like the idea, Charles. And if you want to help propose it to FFG, we can we can work in, through those yeah, yeah, rules. I'm, I'm in for that. That's for sure. Yeah, we can we can work through those rules. We can make it something we do on the stream too. I don't care. You know, we can we could flesh these rules out one night and then decide that's what we're gonna play on our Wednesday night streams. You know, we could do that. All right. So anyway, this <laughs> then now that we've gone on those tirade tangents. So their standard format is essentially gonna be um only re 2.0 and reprinted ships. Uh there's they want it to be open to everybody. Um essentially if the ship is reprinted and it can play an extended format um that we currently have, it can be here. So uh no dashes, dash is gone. Right, dash is gone, yep. um, but something like a hawk or a YT, whatever you want to call a YT thirteen hundred, is allowed to be there. So, yeah, fair. Any other discussion on I, I don't on the formats? I, I again, I'm disappointed, um, personally, but I hope we see a lot more formats from them. If I'm being honest. Yeah, I, I think that, um, I mean, honestly, I, I kind of do want to see like what other scenarios that they have coming out for standard play for competitive, just to see like what they're trying to do and also kind of like see what they're, they're doing with the current ones that they have planned to come out. Um, it, it could make or break standard, uh, uh, standard format for me, just depending on how they decide to set up that those particular uh, like objective style play, um, because I mean, yeah we've been playing extended for how many years now or at least you know that that type of dog fighting format and that's the x-wing that i know and love and i will continue to do that um objective play can be fun but at the same time it's like um the closest thing i could compare it to is star wars armada um after a while you start building uh lists to you know potentially um like benefit a particular set of scenarios and you just run that you, you don't deviate from it because you know that particular list you know that it can handle those particular type of scenarios or objectives mm -hmm. and you don't deviate from it um i don't want standard play to turn into that um you know i, I have other games that are like that you know where you just focus on a particular archetype and you just stay there and it doesn't it doesn't do well for um for creativity, I would say, you know, because you you have to stick to a particular formula to know that it stays that way. It's a more well-defined meta when playing it competitively. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how they handle it. So, All right. So we never got into winners and losers of uh, the rules changes. And so I guess this will be our first pass, and I don't think this should take too long. But I think we should kind of talk about what are the winners and losers um, of that, of this these new formats, you know. Mm -hmm. So I could start. I could say um, uh, on a on a positive and negative side, um, vultures or hyena droids like they are. They probably even with the bumping rules, they probably come out higher. Like they come out better off because you're gonna want to avoid an obstacle more often. Um, because when you hit it, it's going to really cost you. And we played with the new obstacle rules that are local. And let me tell you, yep. <clears throat> and They're you messy. don't want to be, yep. You don't want to be soon, sir, fell hitting anything. 
Luckily for me, I barrel rolled behind a lot rock and figured screw it. And then I got taken off the board anyway. Uh, somebody rolled um, <laughs> a lot of like I had three ships at, at range three. Somehow all roll all hits throughout the whole thing. Nice. Anyway, um, bye soon, sir. I think uh, for me, to me, I really do honestly think the droids kind of they kind of went out over this a little bit. To me, that's probably one of the bigger winters. Now, if they change strut points or things like that, whatever, that would that would be a whole different discussion. But for now, with them reducing strut points and including them in the cost of the ship, I almost immediately think that they become the bigger winners and they become the faction newer players can play to some extent and not feel as bad about it, right? Because mm -hmm. you hit an obstacle, you don't get hurt. Yeah, exactly. And I think and that... And they're better um, than mining guild ties. Sorry, sorry, not yeah, sorry. Yeah, fair, that's fair. <laughs> Um, I think that um, the impacts with the with the vultures will probably be yet to be seen um, because I think that they're going to be one of the chassis that is going to get looked at um, as part of the points update, um, it's particularly like the struts. I don't think that they'll be free anymore. Um, I think that they'll end up Oof, costing oh, like, like two to three points um, no. because they benefit that. I don't, honestly, okay. that, that's, okay. that's my take on hold, it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to ask you a question, though. You tell right. me why the fuck six months before they gave them for free and now all of a sudden they're going to that's they won't do that. I don't think they'll do that. I would, how about this? We can make we can we can bet some money. <laughs> <laughs> I like to bet I need new ships. I only got two hundred dollars in gift cards for right. Christmas. That will not cover all my rogue class shit, all my Mandalorian shit and all of my gauntlet shit I got to buy this year. <laughs> How about I uh, I put one of Charles Star Vipers as a... <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, for me, definitely one of the the losers here is the Nantex. Um, on a bump now, um, they can only do a red focus action, so they can no longer rotate their arc on a bump. Um, and on top of that, they also suffer from the, the, the tractor, right? Um, if they decide to use, um, ensnare, they can no longer tractor an enemy ship onto an obstacle, um, because of the new tractor rules. So I think that their power has gone down significantly, um, because they can no longer bump and rotate arc, um, with the tractor. Um, so I think that they've, they definitely lost a lot here of power in this, in these new updates here. Now. That being said, do you guys think that ensnare is going to go down uh, in cost? I hope not. I, I think it will. I think it will. It's not. It's not anywhere near as powerful as it used to be. They've they've nerfed um, tractor based abilities, uh, so I would probably see it going down a little bit, but not a not a crazy amount on that aspect. Um, Though I will say, with the points increase to Nantexes. Like they're not really a extremely viable ship anyway. Well, I mean, they can they can bring it to a point now where they can probably lower the points a little bit, at least on the aces, um, so that way they're not so cost prohibitive. Um, because the ability um for the Nantex has gone down significantly that they don't get the same amount of advantage over other ships where they can still take that action to rotate and stuff. So I, I think that it's, it's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Now 
Um, I've been saving this for so long. Uh, one right, of the winners, one. one of the winners here is Zari. Um, you know, this is specifically for Navi. Uh, definitely a winner. Able not to perform actions after bumping um, and moving through an obstacle at the same time due to the new update to obstacles. Um, so specifically the asteroids, uh, you can still perform actions if you completely go through the obstacle and not land on it. Uh, so Zari's ability does uh, does work here um, if she ends up bumping another ship. Um, that's uh, that's 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 going to be great. Um, yeah, it suffers damage if it goes over that, but hey, gas clouds or um, or asteroids, Zari's your your girl. All right, Charles. Go. What is you? What is you? What do you think is a winner or loser? What's your your thought? <laughs> I, you just put it in the dock, and we've been kind of talking about it. I think losers in this are fangs. Um, it just really hurts range zero. I mean, with with fangs, range zero and range two have always been, you know what I mean, hard just because it stops your defensive actions. Um, but now being able to get shot even at range zero is is going to hurt. I mean, you still got three green dice. You can still modify because you can still take your focus. Uh, you don't get the auto evade. You don't get, you know, a lot of the the fun stuff that a, that a Fang normally gets. Um, uh, I think a winner, and this was kind of already mentioned, um, stuff like triple zero, uh, stuff that throws out mods. Um, who else? Yeah. Stress bot stuff. Um uh bt1 forlom zuckus uh zuckus is zuckus is going to get strong uh just because you can force people to re-roll so even that re can is that a defensive re-roll hold on yeah that's that's an attacker modifying a defensive re-roll you wouldn't be able to do that at range zero so yeah now while you perform an attack if you're not stressed yeah. you may no yes you can no so you can't mod your attack dice yeah, attack or defense dice. Either. Oh, so never mind. Okay. Yeah, never yeah. mind. Never mind. I was like, "Who Zuckus got? Zuckus got strong because I could make you re-roll your defense die." But yeah, um. exactly. So um, the other thing that I think that went down um, that's a loser in this is Lieutenant Goron on the Empire. Um, yeah, he's before, dead. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 completely gone. Um, his ability relies on you bumping constantly, so that way you can get that red focus. Um, if you do it against an enemy, you can do it anyway without his ability. And if you're self bumping, um, yeah, you it, you that's the only time where it, it would matter. You know, you're you're still potentially taking a damage on your own enemy ship, and then taking a red focus. Um, but you definitely don't want to do that as a strategy right particularly the the list that was using this was the strikers the goron strikers uh where they would um bump each other using the ailerons and then um take, getting that red focus and then getting an evade on their action um you don't want to do that anymore because you could just kill yourself much quicker now um, it's like new, new auto drone pilots right yeah exactly like, yeah. you know what they should do they should give them an illicit slot and then allow them to start carrying dead man switch. There you go. <laughs> Problem solved. Let's lower the point costs on them. Let's put Gore. Let's do it. Lower the point costs. Allow them to do all of those stupid things and move on. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, a winner here, uh, Rebel Han. Um, he has even more options now to just re-roll his dice, right? Anytime he goes over an obstacle um, to roll for either Ion or anything like that, he can use his ability to basically re-roll a negative result um, and avoid it. Um, so he gets even more powerful, in my opinion, because of that. Um, Nora Wexley uh, will still be able to add her evade result at range zero, um, so she's still particularly strong against the, the bumping um, from enemy ships and taking shots at range zero, um, so she's still going to be really, really good. Um, and then the since you're taking red stresses um, or calculates, um, you the ships that, re that rely on those particular mechanics, like the B-Wings, uh, Tendum and Braylon, they're going to love taking those those bumps right against enemies because that gives them the stress that they need to convert results um, while they're attacking um, beyond range zero or defense, right? That gives them that ability um, to do that. Uh, Lots Razi crew is going to be something that we'll probably see more of as well um, on Scum, I would say, because if they're if you're triggering your enemies to take red focuses and stuff, Lazarazi is going to be able to use that stress to add evade results on defense. And um, I think that's really good if you can put it on a ship that wants to um, wants to survive and get those evade results more reliably. Yeah, think about it this way, too. The other winner that I see is like Death Watch group, right? Or not, is it Death? No, Death Trooper crew. Yeah, Death Trooper. Like, yep. You, forcing you to keep those strain or those stress tokens is not not going to be a fun, <laughs> not going to be fun. Um, I also think collision detector goes up in stock value. Like they better raise the points to hell and oh, yeah. collision detector. I mean, oh yeah, definitely collision detector is easily going to be like an eight to ten point upgrade now. I would say easily because it's so much better now. Yeah, I will tell you what I do like is with the ion type stuff like i think it's okay for ioni because ions will might force you to go forward but even if you go forward and you bump right normally you would only take the focus action but now if you when you bump you couldn't take a focus action now when you do you get still get your focus action so i don't know like i think ions overall are not winners but more of a losing piece for the attacker only for the pure fact that whereas before you could force people to bump and not get that focus and just be screwed now they'll be able to get that on the opposite side if they bump into their own ship it screws everything up but to be honest with you if i ran a swarm and somebody ionized one of my droids i typically move everything else first unless i want that ship to be a blocker like so now i would just move that ship last you know. Can I ask a, a question on the on the wins losses things here? Yeah. Um, Zuckus doesn't see a lot of play right now. The pilot Zuckus, not crew Zuckus. Yep. I know that you can't mod your dice results when you take a range zero attack. Does Zuckus's pilot ability still trigger? Uh, um, they have it. They have. While oh, you perform me. a primary attack, you may roll one additional attack die. If you do, the defender rolls one additional defense die. Yeah, so, so yeah, I was going to say, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> my theory is, is they're going to kill pilot abilities. Um, That's my theory. Because, and they this was discussed on, um, uh, what's the name of that stream that I like? Hexile. I watch Hexile sometimes while I work. Um, 
and that was a discussion point that they actually had on Hexile was what happens with um the extra abilities, right? Because Boba still is pretty strong even when bumped, you know. And if you could kill your the pilot abilities, then it it's it fixes that issue. Otherwise, the ships that can do it make things a lot better. But but again, killing pilot abilities isn't going to do anything other than make everybody generic. Yeah, so when you bump, you become a generic ship that shoots. That's that's what they should be. Like you're no longer a specialized ship. Then why why even have them? We just we just fly the ships with upgrades now. Why even care about pilots or initiative order? Because it's want for you to fly bumping at range zero only, Charles. That's why. Oh, yeah. I see. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant like overall. Just no. Nick's, yeah, Nick's pilot abilities overall. I'm like no. that sounds terrible. <laughs> no. No. Okay, it's, that makes more when sense. you bump, it it loses that ability. That's why, because then you don't longer have to worry about certain non modification. Or yeah. I guess, as the chat said, you could just change um, modification to all these other things. The problem is, I don't know what the ramifications of what that would be without actually sitting down and researching. Well, I just I, I can look at tell pilots you, like like Graz. So if you're de- behind the d- attacker. You get an additional defense die on, or you get an additional die on defend and attack if you're behind yeah. the attacker. It yeah, doesn't think, specify a range, so do I still get that? So yeah, uh, because Talon, adding a die, Talon, adding a die is not a mod. So yes, it, it would technically still. Okay. Still it, work. Yes and no. We don't know though. My opinion is they're going to kill that ability at range zero. If right. you do yeah. it at other ranges, fine. And, oh, sure. Boba. Okay. Boba is literally the primary example. His yeah, card Boba says zero, zero to one. one. Period. Yeah. yeah. And Same in my opinion, Nora. Yeah. Yeah. And in my opinion, when you when he bumps the ship that's shooting at him, you lose that you should just lose your pilot ability now and we'll just move on. And actually that would help nerf Boba a little bit. Give you hell. I'll give the crew slot back to Boba if if we can nerf that ability to some extent. You know? At least get rid of the range zero piece. You can keep range one. But he can't use his pilot ability if somebody's shooting at him range zero. Which means if I want to kill Boba, I literally have to go in at range fucking zero and bump him with as many ships as I can to take those shots. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Which, how often is that going to happen? I'm going to get three droids at range zero Boba. Not very often. Probably one, but, maybe two. <laughs> does perceptive work with the bumped focus? Actually, no. No, it won't. Yes, because the wording on perceptive co-pilot is... After you perform a focus action, gain a focus token. Exactly. Yeah, gain a focus token. So So if you're taking a... So perceptive gets a lot more powerful if if you can bump and then get double focused. Yeah. And they'll fix that. They won't let that go. Guaranteed. Either that or it'll go up in points. I mean, it's already eight, so it's not exactly cheap right now, but... And not everybody has access to that particular upgrade either. So yeah, it's a cruise I think slot, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a cruise slot. Yeah. So now that we've gone through all these like winners and losers and all the um, the the new changes coming, um, let's talk about the impacts to LVO. I mean, do you think that sh- perhaps them implementing the obstacles and the tractor changes um, for it and making it standard? Um, do you think it was too soon for LVO to implement these new changes? No. Um. Do you want a competitive player's opinion or yeah. a personal opinion? 
Let's do competitive. Um, I do not think it was too early, and I think because the obstacle changes are pretty clear, it is, and the tractor is pretty clear, and road is pretty clear, I think it's very valid to have those. And I say that as a competitive player, because the sooner I can learn how to play in a competitive environment with those changes, the better off I am. Mm-hmm. I don't think, honestly, I don't think the um, obstacles nerf enough ships to make any of this a big worry road is a bigger issue in lvo than obstacles are period here's here's what i'll say on that um if we look at the majority of games unless it was a tractor list for a very long time it's been gas clouds and debris fields nobody brought rocks unless they had some sort of build that the rocks were beneficial (laughs) <laughs> or they brought some. They brought uh, seismics to blow up the rocks, right? They they did something that rocks were beneficial to them. They brought a tractor list so I could park you on a rock. They had droids so they could park on a rock, right? Whatever the situation was, we got around the auto damage of a rock by not bringing them. So by making obstacles pertinent. They're, they're a part of the game. They've always been a part of the game. People have just chose to ignore them by bringing things that had lesser effects. Now that everything has a game-altering effect, like legit gas clouds were amazing because it was a, 50, a 50% shot that they did nothing. It was like they weren't even there. But you got a 100% chance that you were going to get a free evade out of it, so why not bring them? Right. So they, they had the obstacles had gotten to the point where they weren't a factor. Like I saw so many people fly like Bosk and just say, screw it and yeet themselves through rocks just because they didn't care. Right. They'd put impervium plating or, or some sort of not impervium plating, but the ablative plating. <laughs> there you go. Put ablative plating so they don't care about rocks and just fly right through them because eh, whatever. You had mining guild ties that didn't care about asteroids. Now they have to care about asteroids. They ignore them, but they got to care about everything else. So they made them, and and to to kind of copy what Chris said, these are the most black and white of the rules. They require the least interpretation because it is what it is, what it is, what it is. There's no interpretation. If I hit a rock, this will happen. Not it may happen. Not if I bounce off the rock and go on the other. This will happen. So they have to be there and i think that it's fine that they're part of lvo especially considering that since these changes lvo is going to be the first real tabletop option to try them yeah yeah that's 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 my thing we had we had uh what was it the dallas was it the Lone Star Open or yeah. something yeah. like that? That didn't have these. That was our first post-COVID major table on the table tournament for X-Wing. Like getting back into what we see. So if these are rules that we're going to have to live with, like you said, Chris, the sooner we get them implemented, the sooner we can have verifiable data of how it changes the game, how we can you know, get that sort of thing, I'm all for it. Okay, fair. Um, what do you, what do you me, think, JJ? <laughs> for me, um, 
I was a little cautious, right? Because I mean, obviously they they on the stream they're like, you know, do not play with these rules because they're they're still you know fleshing them out and adding like nuances to them. Um, I think they probably meant that more for like the bump rules and the range zero stuff. But honestly, I um, I was a little on the fence of it um, because yeah, it, it is black and and white. But at the same time, I was trying to think as a competitive player, right? Like, what's the most like um, what's the the list or ships or chassis that I would use now to take the most amount of advantage um, to to you know to the new rules, right? Particularly for the obstacles. Um, for me, you know, I was definitely thinking about using more tractor, even though that they've used, um, even though they changed the tractor rules for it, I still think that um, potentially double stressing somebody um, for, you know, making them uh, tractor in front of a, a rock and forcing them to either go over the rock or double stress themselves in the event that they are stressed already um, can be really, really powerful. I think that's a really good effect. And on top of that, if they didn't plan for that and they're now facing the wrong way and you're still getting a shot on them, I think that that's really strong. And I think that those lists need to be adjusted for it. Um, I'm looking particularly at the Nantex or the quad jumpers that can take advantage of those particular instances. That's something that I, I see immediately as a potential effect to the game in terms of the meta. Um, but beyond that, you know, I think that ships that already ignore obstacles, um, that you can take, particularly like the droids, um, are a little more stronger, I would say, um, because you have less agency uh, as a opposing player who doesn't have that ability to run away from the obstacles because you don't want to be anywhere near them. Um, and the ships that can ignore them have an even better, greater effect, um, for that. Beyond that, I mean, there's there wasn't anything much more that I can see that would be like impactful to the game. Um, beyond that, so I, I, as much as I was a little hesitant for um, for them to make those or adopt that um, to LVO, um, I, I I don't think upon further review that I don't think that it was too soon to do it. Honestly, um, I am a little sad about the the standard format. You know, certain ships being left out for it um i mean i'm not a fan of dash but still um but at least um it Are is nice sure? to see that yeah yeah because i mean i don't i i don't run dash too often honestly so but um i think that um uh, that it will be nice to see like what the a preview of what the meta is going to look like after lvo you know with standard format yeah i i i will caution you on that in terms of what the meta will be only because of the pure fact that points will change after this. So yeah, um, exactly. How about this? My theory, here you go. Instead of Ryan being a shill for AMG, he's their little puppet. He's testing out some of these things for them, right? So that they know where they have to make points adjustments against. <laughs> everybody brings droid swarms and just, you know, dominates. They know they have to fix that immediately. Um, I don't know. Again, to me, my big thing is as a competitive player, let's get it done. Let's get it over with. Let's move on with our lives. That's just my thing. Um, I am a little sad personally, just because I joined X-Wing right before COVID. So I've only actually played one in-person tournament because I couldn't afford to take time off to go to the Lone Star event. Um, so I, I didn't have the, uh, yes, Vulture Swarms. Yeah. Um, which is currently what I'm playing. Um, 
but I, I, I am a little sad just personally, just because I don't have, I, I, I haven't been able to play all these tournaments except for online, you know, um, mm-hmm. I am not in any way, shape or form upset with black box. though. that I am not upset with, and I never will be. And that's because I don't believe, I believe if you want non black box, um, competitive tournaments, that's fine. Great. But yeah, mainline so. standard tournaments should a hundred percent always be black box. And I will, I will live and die by that statement wholeheartedly because of the pure fact of where I've come from competitively gaming wise. And it makes a lot more sense for somebody that who, who, who can't buy all these other amazing ships, you know, it's not fair to those people because I've been at the end where there's a card I needed for extended in Star Wars density. That was a hundred dollars a piece. So just saying. Yeah, exactly. For me, particularly the, the one that I, I, uh, if I would have gone to LBO, I would have ran a rebel list and I wouldn't have been able to run E-Wings. And that's exactly what I would have flowed honestly for LBO. Um, and they're not standard legal. Yeah. So, yeah. And I will say it is a little sad. There's certain ships I like. I'm happy Dash can't go. So there you go. Fuck Dash. Yeah. I mean, Black Box is just what, what, it's just another name for hyperspace. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to run my Ezra list. That's actually what I would have run my Ezra list at at LBO. But half of my list is not legal. So (laughs) (laughs) fair enough. All right. Anything else that we want to talk about before we wrap up for the night? I'm gonna say no, I guess. Nope. Charles, I think we get. I think we get. Do we get I'm, a Boba Fett appearance before before we sure, leave? Sure, for the for the late the late night crowd. <laughs> Bet it didn't have a voice modulator in it. Hey, hey, JJ, do you have a mask? If you, I gotta go look. I wonder if I still have my Darth Vader mask for my nope. kids. Sadly, no, I do not have one yet. No. All right. Well. Thank you all for joining us. We will be back on Wednesday for our community challenge uh, night. Um, you're welcome to join us. There's a sign-up sheet. I can't remember where the hell that is. It's on our Discord somewhere. Uh, I have it pinned in our stream sign-up um, thing. So if you would like to uh, fly on stream, our first game is at 7.30. Our second game is at 9. We usually do not take later games just for the pure fact that we all work early in the morning. Um some of us earlier than others and is definitely not something that <laughs> we're just not able to always take late games. But if you want to sign up, that'd be amazing. You can go ahead and sign up for uh, the list. And even if you don't want to play this week, but you want to play a different Wednesday, you can sign up on it. Um, quick shout out to, I, th- I don't know if the signups are still open, but trilogy tournament is going on um, in the lovely Nobby made server. Um, you, there it is. You're allowed to. Um, I think I think signups are still open. I'm not 100 percent sure though. I he might make an exception because he likes us. But if you haven't signed up for that, the trilogy tournament actually is a really fun type of a tournament, and I think there should be more focus on that um, going forward in the future uh, in terms of competitive play. With that being said, join us next week, 9 p.m. Eastern for our podcast, and 7:30 Eastern on Wednesdays for that. With that being said. Go ahead, Boba, and take us out.